Welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. This is Brandon Spivey, and today I'm doing a special episode with you. I'm going to be talking about uh, John Satson. So this is a Remembering John Satson episode. Um, I'll get right into it. Uh, you know, he he did films like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Black Christmas, uh, Your Mom's a Werewolf, which was the, actually the last movie I saw him in. And uh, how can we forget? Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee and Jim Kelly. But I'm going to talk about a little bit about him, uh, what he meant to me as a film fan. Because uh, I really did enjoy John. I, I really enjoyed him. I mean, he was not like, you know, mainstream, you know, he wasn't a mainstream Hollywood actor, but he was like this B movie star um, that would just show up in certain films. He, like he had a cameo in um, From Dusk Till Dawn, which I loved. I loved him in that. I mean, I loved him in everything I saw him in. I'll be honest, I did. Uh, but he did uh, a few TV shows. He did uh, appear in Gunsmoke. Um, let's see. He did a couple episodes of The Six Million Dollar Man. He was even in the Bionic Woman, uh, Starsky and Hutch, Wonder Woman, you know. Uh, so he did a few episodes. I think there was a couple more he did. Um, uh, like he was like Fantasy Island. He was in the original Fantasy Island. So, you know, he did a few things. But what I really want to discuss about John was the films that, you know, I really loved. Uh, I really loved his performance. You know, um, and that's two movies. Well, it's it's four, really, if you really think about it. But it's two characters, and uh, I just want to get. I'll go. I'll start with the first one, Enter the Dragon. He played Roper. Uh, seeing him alongside with Jim Kelly and Bruce Lee, I mean, that movie itself, Bruce Lee. I mean, this movie made. A lot of money, people. This movie made a lot of money. It was huge. Sally Bruce wasn't alive when it debuted, but it was like it was a big event film when it came out. It made a lot of money. Oh man, this, this would have made he would he came a global star with this movie, and just it's sad that he didn't live to tell to see. You know, he didn't live to tell about it. But yeah, I mean. This movie itself, I mean, I'm not going to focus on Bruce Lee or Jim Kelly. It's just the way he would deliver his lines in this movie. He was so calm and collective, right? I mean, he just, he was so calm in every single situation he was in. And I loved it. Like, the three men that tried to gang up and beat him up. Uh, one was a, a referee from in The Karate Kid. He was the referee in The Karate Kid. Yeah, he, he was so calm. And, and I just loved him in that movie. I loved him. I mean, he was just, he was, he, he was what made the movie enjoyable for me. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love watching Bruce do his thing. But when it came to the acting part, I, I, I thought John was just terrific. Just terrific. Uh, he just, he was one of those guys that you, you saw him, he could put a smile on your face. And that's what he did for me. Uh, so, you know, watching that movie and, and even recently, I think I watched it last year. And I was like, man, you know, he's just really good in this movie. Uh, and I will say this, Jim Kelly. Yeah, I know I said I wasn't going to really talk about him, but Jim Kelly actually made me interested to see his films. He did. 
You know, I have, it's the only film I ever saw Jim Kelly in. So, uh, you know, just curious to see what kind of other films he did. But Bruce was the main main attraction, of course, because it's Bruce Lee. He's he's looked, he's viewed as the greatest martial artist to ever live, you know. And his, I watched that film he did. They did a documentary film of him, of his life. Uh, it, it was it was just interesting to watch the culture and everything. It just it was very interesting to watch. And I found out a lot of stuff about Enter the Dragon that I didn't know, and you know how big of a film that was because uh, I did not know at the time uh, how big I knew it was a big film but I didn't know how big it was it was it, it, if you were alive to for Jaws right so say you're alive for Jaws it was like that it was that big of a film uh, people were lined up across the street they showed footage of this uh, when it debuted how packed it was and it was just amazing you know, it's amazing that he got to be in a film like that. And then, uh, you know, next year he did Black Christmas. I cannot talk on Black Christmas because I've never seen it. But I know he's very proud of it. I, did, I saw an interview he did about Black Christmas. And, uh, and he was so proud of that movie. He really was. He said that uh, if it if it, if it been made in America, you know, instead of Canada, it would have been a franchise. He said it did well over foreign countries. It did pretty good here, he said. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have no evidence to back that up. I'm just going by what he said. But he said a uh, production company wouldn't pick it up in the U.S. So it kind of killed its chances for a sequel. I'm, I'm not sure why, if it did well. But I know he did that, but really playing Lieutenant Thompson, Donald Thompson, Nancy's father in Nightmare on Elm Street is what I really uh now I love him in Enter the Dragon, but I really remember him in the Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean as a kid, I never could finish a Freddy movie. Never could. Uh I think the first film I actually finished a Nightmare on Elm Street series was Freddy's Dead. And that's because a friend rented it, so I, I watched it and I loved it at the time. Uh I thought it was a great film at the time. I don't feel that way today. Uh, I know what it is, but I just don't feel like it's it's a good film. Um, I know I'm going to upset some people that are Die Hard Freddy fans, and that's not my intention, but I, I just I don't like it. Uh, I did as a kid, though. It's it's funny when you're a kid and you love this that type of stuff. Or I like that stuff now. Like, it, you know, it's it's I just wish, but it's, you know, it's kind of like, it's like he entered, I hate to say this, he was trying to be, you know, Freddy became a pop culture icon and you know he became a comedic character on, on some levels and um you know i just i hate that he did because he was much better when he wasn't funny you know i mean he could give you a few one-liners even in the original he gave you a few one-liners but not like he did in freddy's dead or the later sequels you know what i mean so um but yeah, I remember him from Nightmare on Elm Street. I remember him from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which I think was the best performance he gave in the series. And, of course, he made a... I think he was in a few scenes in New Nightmare. Uh, but the part three was my favorite uh, performance he gave in that series uh, because he was essentially washed up. 
you know, he wasn't a cop anymore. It was more of a rent-a-cop. I think he was a security guard at that point in time in his life. And he had no relationship with Nancy. And, you know, it, it he was defeated as a man in that movie. And, you know, he kind of redeems himself. But, you know, and I love the, his story arc in that movie. Uh, everything he, you could see, he was just defeated in that movie. And I just loved that. I loved how he performed in that. Um, but ultimately, John Saxon, for me, was one of my favorite character actors to watch. Uh, if I knew he was going to be in a movie, I wanted to see it. And I didn't get to see many, but the ones I did, you know, for the most part, I enjoyed now, the last one I saw was uh, Your Mom's a Werewolf, which was supposed to be like a horror comedy. I didn't find it funny at all, but I did enjoy seeing him in the movie. He made me smile when I saw him. And I, he was the villain in the movie. He was the werewolf. So uh, that makes the mom the werewolf. Um, spoilers. My bad. But it, it's like 30 years old, so if you haven't seen it, uh, you probably didn't want to see it. So maybe you do want to see it now. Uh, I just didn't like it. I thought it was a poorly made movie. Uh, I thought it was going to be good because it was made in the 80s. But see, it, so many good movies happened in the 80s, but there were a lot of bad movies too. But 80s was a phenomenal time. Um, but yeah, I remember him in that movie, and I was like, I like him in the movie. And I was, and I was like, but I don't really like the movie, you know. But it was good to see him. He brought a lot. I have a lot of good memories of John Satson as a movie fan. Um, We always say this when we see these people, we really enjoy seeing. It's like seeing old friends again or uh, family members you haven't seen in years. You know what I mean? It it, it feels like that. And it truly does. And for me, with John Satson, it felt like that. Uh, I felt like I was seeing an old uncle or something I hadn't seen in forever. You know, and I enjoyed seeing him in anything he popped up in. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed his work as an actor. Uh, he seemed like a really good, really good dude. You know, he seemed like a cool guy to be around. So, you know, and I, I just enjoyed his work and he's going to be missed. Uh, I, I looked at his, uh, you know, last thing he was doing, he was actually shooting a movie, uh, before the pandemic happened. Um, I will let y'all know what it is. I don't know. If it just says he was filming, so I don't know. Uh, but the he was filming after the thunderstorm. Um, which won't happen. Actually, it hasn't started filming yet. Uh, it's kind of a ripoff of Terminator, <laughs> but. It was supposed to star him and Linda Blair. Uh, that's sad. I would actually like to saw this movie. I would. I would. Uh, would like to seen it. Uh, but nah, that was the last thing he was supposed to be doing. The last film he actually finished was "Bring Me the Head of Lance Hendrickson." And that is in post production. Uh, And uh, it stars, of course, uh, Lance Hendrickson, <laughs> uh, Tim Thomerson, uh, Martin Coe from the Karate Kid universe, uh, of course, and uh, John Satson. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, you know, he was a good guy to 
to watch. I uh, I had a lot of good memories, especially with the Nightmare on Elm Street series, Enter the Dragon. Um, you know, I, I the good thing about all this is, and there's there's no good thing, you know, but if you if you if you really enjoyed an actor and they're no longer here, and I know this for a fact because I do this with Robin Williams uh, quite a bit. Uh, you can go back and watch their old stuff. It's like they're, it feels like they're still here with you. Um, and that's what I do with Robin a lot. I will pick a movie of his, excuse me, uh, like this Father's Day. I really wanted it to be the movie Father's Day. I just wanted to see him and Billy Crystal. I, I didn't know if the movie was going to be, I hadn't seen it since I was a teenager, so I didn't know if I was going to really like it. It turns out I did. I really enjoyed it still. Uh, maybe it's because I'm biased because I love Robin, regardless of what it is. But yeah, this this last few months, I've been watching a few Robin Williams films. I uh, listened to his comet, comedy uh, on the uh, Alexa app. You know, the Alexa. I'll, I'll, if I'm bored or whatever, I'll say, Alexa, play Robin Williams. Which we have Alexa. Yep, that just... I do apologize because it's just, it's happening. Alexa, stop. Well, this is on a <laughs> thank you, Robin. Uh, Alexa, stop. All right, I do apologize. I shouldn't have said it. I forgot that we had one in here. Oh, uh, but like I said. You know, you miss these people. You can always go back and watch them like they're still here. It feels that way. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. Uh, that I'm, I apologize for that happening. That was not planned. But, you know, it, it happened. Uh, but I, I I do. I will go back and, like, watch Enter the Dragon again soon. I'll, I'm going to try to watch Black Christmas soon. And I'm, 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 I'm going to rewatch some Nightmare on Elm Street films. Because I, I want to see John again, and it's been a while since I've seen him. Or maybe I'll try to watch some stuff he's not, you know, that I don't know about. Because he made he had a lot of movies. Um, 198 credits. So, you know, that's a lot of working, man. He was a really, he, he, he worked. You know, he might have been mainstream films, but he worked. He found work. He took care of himself and his family. So, you know, that's what you got to do in a business. If you're not well known, you you got to continue to work. And I and I want to bring up a slight thing here. People complain about, uh, like mainly they complain about. It used to be in the early 2000s they complained about Samuel L. Jackson, Nicolas Cage. They're always in a movie. Today it's usually Dwayne Johnson. Okay, when you get in the movie business as an actor, whatever, you get in it to get jobs. You know, keep working because it's well, it won't last forever. If you become a major star, it's not going to last forever. You know, you're going to age. You're going to get older. Audiences are going to stop coming to your movies. It's just, it's just natural course. But you got people like me, <laughs> uh, people like me who never stop going, who never stop watching these people. I, if I'm, if I become a fan of yours, I am a fan for life. And, you know, Aaron can attest to that. He can tell you, yes, uh, he's, Yes, you know, and it's the it's the truth. And this guy, John Satson, found work. He was continuing to work, even at age eighty three. He was continuing continuing to work. Um, 
So that's awesome. You know, I, I, I love that. And, um, but you know, uh, I'm gonna miss seeing him in new stuff. Uh, also, I'll, I haven't seen a film of his. Wait a second, he was in a movie called O Dogs. Is that what I think it is? No, it's not what I think it is. I thought it was John Travolta and, and uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> but no, the uh, last movie I saw him in. Ooh, wow. Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. I did see that. I do believe. If not, it was from Dust Till Dawn. That was the last, that was the last movie I saw, and that was in 1996. So, but he, he still continued to work. Here and there, he, he found work. So that I, 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 you know, I applaud him for doing that to keep his career going. And I, I just I wonder if he was asked to do the Nightmare on Elm Street remake like a cameo because you know nobody from the original movie did and you know i knew robert wasn't gonna do it i didn't think you know heather was gonna do it but i wonder if john would pop in he didn't but i wondered if he would and, and that was actually the one i thought might pop in but he didn't and that's that uh but yeah i i, I appreciate you listening to this because john was he was one of my favorite you know character actors uh, that I, I got to see, um, whether it's Nightmare on M Street, one, three, or New Nightmare, or Enter the Dragon, you know, or the TV shows he did, or you know, cameos in movies. It, whenever I got to see him pop up in anything, it brought a smile to my face, and you know, and that's the beautiful thing about being a movie lover is we can go back and watch these movies that we loved them in. And as long as we're alive, they're still with us, you know, uh, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about film. Uh, it lasts, you know, it, it, you know, as long as your Blu-ray players still work, DVD players still work. Even some people are really old school, have VH S still, um, or digital, you know, that's what the world's coming to. Everything's going to be digital. As long as you got digital, the internet doesn't stop working. You know, <laughs> you, you got something. Uh, but it was, it was it was nice talking about this. I enjoyed talking about this. I've been wanting to talk about this. I just hadn't been feeling all that great. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed John Satson. You know, um, I loved I loved watching him perform, man. I, I, I really did. He was such a good character actor, you know, and he's going to be missed. You know, he's not only going to be missed by the fans of Enter the Dragon or the fans of Black Christmas or the Nightmare on Elm Street fan base, not just the horror community. I, I think he's going to be missed by a lot of people. Uh, you know, a lot of people have probably since they heard the news have went back and watched Black Christmas have went back and watched Enter the Dragon, have went back and watched The Nightmare on Elm Street 1, 3, and New Nightmare. They probably have. I and mean, Those were his like main four films he was in. Um, I know personally, I've looked up the cameo of From Dusk Till Dawn. It's been forever since I've seen it. I forgot he was in it. Uh, him and Kelly Preston were in it together. Same scene, same cameo. And, and I just... 
ironic. It's like a coincidence, right? Because she recently passed away. And, you know, I, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's ironic that they did the same movie together, same cameo, and died so close together. Um, sad. It's just the way it is. It's the way it happened. But anyway, I thank you for listening. I really do appreciate you listening um, to this episode of Remembering John Satson. Uh, he was, uh, he's going to be missed, but he, he stays with us in our memories, and we can always go back and watch him in our film. You know, you know, well, I have a bunch of films, so I do have those films set for Black Christmas. Uh, so I can easily just pop it in and watch it. I probably will soon. Um, I'm really looking forward to finding Black Christmas and watching it. I hear so, so many good things about it. But I, I'm going to try to leave you with a clip of John Satson talking about Black Christmas. And uh, stay tuned for that. And that'll be it. That'll be how it ends. Uh, but I appreciate you listening. And I appreciate, I really didn't mark out, really. But maybe to you, I did. I don't think I did, but maybe I did. Uh, but I thank you for listening. And I hope you have a good day, ladies and gentlemen. For all the markouts out there, I hope you have a good day. Peace. Next guest has starred in over 80 films and countless TV shows. He is here to promote the 25th anniversary of the scariest film in Canadian history. Please welcome John Saxon. ask you one question and one question only and then i'm going to go get the oil changed on my car that's the way it works i have some in the front of my car <laughs> right, good, good. now you're here to promote black christmas black the christmas. re-release yeah. 25 years old making i'm sure many people in our 20, studio 27 to be exact 27 27 years old so young well like most canadian films made in 73 but Is not it? released until they got the financing no, actually, actually, it was released immediately here, and it was a big success here. Yeah, it was huge. a little bit of problem in the states. But, really? Uh, yeah, but it eventually worked out. And uh, had Black Christmas uh, been made by another company in the United States, there would have been a sequel right. a, a year later because uh, it was, uh, first of all, the second or third largest uh, grossing uh, Canadian film ever at the time, and. Uh, it did very well in uh, distribution in America and foreign as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a great film. It yeah, was, very uh, good film. Without a doubt, the most... What I'm trying uh, to say is that it's kind of underestimated. And yeah, that's, it was. And that's it was why an underestimated film. It uh, was directed by Bob Clark, Bob Clark uh, who yeah. directed the three top-grossing Canadian films of all time, Black Christmas, A Christmas Story, yeah. and Porkins. Yeah. All three, the top-grossing uh, Canadian films of all time. Amazing right. story when you stop and consider that uh, so many Canadian films uh, not only do not make money, Yes. But the film is often sold to be taped over for another. <laughs> People do not often realize that. That's that's the way it often works in this country. It was a great film. I enjoyed it greatly at the time of its release. And I watched it again last night. I watched uh, it the night before last Did you really? Yes. Refresh your Did you have pleasant memories of that shoot? Yeah, very. Um, I, you know, I'll tell you something. 
I had done previous film I'd done was was uh, Enter the Dragon, right. and I, I thought I was kind of smart because I thought this film Enter the Dragon is going to be a success. When I read the script of Black Christmas, I also thought it was going to be a success. Wow! Uh, and uh, I I got hired, and then uh, for a moment I wasn't hired. Uh, there was some confusion, and then they called me at the last minute, and I started working at two o'clock in the morning, coming from a plane. But my experience in the film with all the people and with Bob Clark. Um, it's fine. It's people who went on to uh, great success, too. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. you worked with there who were at that time unknown. Margot Kidder, Andrea Martin, they were in the film. Uh, Kier Delane. Yeah, I knew Kier uh, personally. Uh, and I don't know if Margot was unknown exactly, but she, I sort of. Knew well, her. when I walked into the theater, I had no idea who the hell she was. Really? <laughs> no. And now she has no idea who the hell she is. So <laughs> kind of an interesting thing. <laughs> I don't care. She was. <laughs> now, you brought a clip of the film with you, and yes. I, I think we should take a look at it because it's. Fine, uh, I'd like to. Yeah. Do you want to say, I think yeah. it would be a good time to look at okay. a clip. It might kill the tension in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at this clip. Listen. Okay. I can't, I can't complain if I've always photographed that way. Yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful, beautiful the way it's done. You haven't changed much, by the way. Oh, thank oh. you. Jackie should have been here when you said that. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> if Jackie had been here, we wouldn't I, have I, had time we to did discuss imitations. Black Christmas. <laughs> right. We used to do imitations of him back in Brooklyn, where I'm from, back in 1953. Yeah. yeah. yeah same been story. around a long, long time, that man. He's a yeah. comic legend. It's great to have him here as well. Now, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about the film... Uh, do you find that uh, a lot of people recognize you from that appearance? Because you've had so many. You worked in so many great films. Where, what do you most from recognize that film? For? Yeah, well, the mostly recognized, I think, from Enter the Dragon. Really? Yeah. 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 See, for me, it's the Cardinal. The Cardinal. The Cardinal. Yeah. Auto premise film. film. Yeah. I mean, you've worked with some greats, and I'm going to have to go to the list here to look. Uh, Blake Edwards, Vincent Minnelli, John Huston, some of the great directors: Otto Preminger, Sidney Pollack, Wes Craven, John Landis, and our own David Cronenberg. It's amazing right. the right. directors you've worked with. Now, I have to ask you, Otto Preminger was known as a man who was very, very hard on actors, and he directed The Cardinal. What was your experience with him? Uh, uh, he was hard on everybody. You know what it was like working with Preminger? It was sort of your turn to be in the barrel. Everybody would... First day I, I was in the rehearsal, he threatened to fire me five times you right. know, if I didn't do something different. And everybody was saying, you handled that really well. Yeah. You really yeah. did well with that. Then the next day, they didn't realize there was their turn to get slammed, right. you know? Yeah. I told Tom Tryon after I was on the set, I said, Tom, I'm only going to be on this a few weeks. You're going to be on months. I don't know what you believe in, but grab onto it. Mm -hmm. Otto was someone who would say to an actor, this is a very simple scene. You are a very good actor. This is a simple scene. I, all you need to do is to be charming and to relax. Now will you relax? <laughs> he actually does things, did things like that. Yeah. But he was a very bright man and a very good director, nonetheless. Man, you scared the hell out of me just doing that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. That was quite frightening. That was quite frightening. And uh, of all the films you've done, of all the films you've done, of all the television appearances, I always ask this when we get someone of your stature here. What was your favorite? Well, the film that I had the greatest creative uh, experience uh, in was a, a movie, a Western, with, that Marlon Brando starred in and I co-starred called The Appaloosa. Yeah. And the reason was that I really got to collaborate. Working with uh, uh, Mr. Brando was a good experience. He was uh, magnanimous, and, uh, mm -hmm. and also the script kept changing, so I got opportunities to write scenes. Mm -hmm. I'd say something, and he'd say, 
you know, why don't we do a scene? But who'll write it? I said, I'll write it. And I was bringing material daily or every yeah. other day. And uh, Did you get was, a writing credit for that film? No, because you no, did no, contribute no. quite a bit of material. Yeah, but, no, but, but it was just good enough to be in it and to have done what I was able to do. Another question regarding that film. Did yeah. you get anywhere near the craft table? That craft table. Yeah, you know where the food is? Where my, you mean Marlon was in yeah, the way? Yeah, Marlon, yeah. Would he be in the way all, a lot of the time? No, 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 he was okay. He was spelt in those days? Um, yes, uh, comparatively. Uh, I want to thank you. And Black Christmas my, is released, being re-released next as a, week. As a DVD. And right. Then, and then subsequently it's going to be released in theaters. Beautiful. And I look yeah, forward to seeing that again and again. a local company. Right. John Saxon, ladies and gentlemen.